Welcome to another episode of Thinking Out Loud. We are your hosts, Vonnie Herrera and Tammy and Dice Hart, co-founders of Think3D. And our subject matter today is a different one in terms of how do we go about putting ourselves in positions where we can have difficult conversations or difficult asks from the folks that are in our space. And as always, we're going to think about this uh, through the personal, professional, and potential dimensions, the 3D of Think3D. And kicking it off as we talk about the idea of deposits and withdrawals, what does that mean to you when you hear that? Uh, well, it's, it's part of when we talk about an effective communication, right? We know that uh, a, a communication opportunities is one of the top three issues every organization uh, is dealing with. And there's lots and lots of dimensions to that. But deposits and withdrawals is a huge uh, component of building that baseline, building that foundation of effective communication so that your organization is running healthy, it's running smooth because bumps in the road are going to come, but it gives you that foundation of which to bounce off of. Yeah. So so plain and simple, the idea of deposits and withdrawals is exactly like it sounds, which is, you know, generally banking terms and it works much the same way. You make deposits into your account um, for the time that you inevitably have to make a withdrawal. And if you do not make those deposits into your account, you cannot make that withdrawal, or if you do make that withdrawal, it will go negative. Same principle. Same thing works with people. We have a lot of uh, leaders when we teach our coaching and things of that nature where people will come up to us and they say, hey, um, how do I have this difficult conversation with a person? And then we ask the questions, what do your previous conversations look like? And they're like, well, what do you mean? Like, do you generally talk to this person or engage with this person in a positive way? And they say, well, not in particular. We don't really talk all that much. Then this conversation is probably not going to go well. Yeah. Right? Like, we can teach you some skills. But no matter how skilled you are, if you don't have a basis, if the conversation that you're having and the thing that you're trying to communicate is that you care about this person or that this person uh, should do something for you because there's a reason for them to and there isn't. <laughs> and you don't have those relationships and you don't have that engagement and you don't have those artifacts to show that you truly care about this person. The likelihood that that person is going to believe you do in that challenging moment is almost zero. Yeah. And as we talk about, you know, deposits and withdrawals within the professional realm, uh, it, it's one of those that most people it, it's never been thought of typically within the workspace of, again, putting deposits into the into their people and their coworkers, et cetera. And so people are like, why would I do that? But then you can flip the coin and someone has to have a difficult conversation with you. And you can easily see if that person's never built a relationship with you, how you immediately jump to being offended or how mm -hmm. you like that puts you into a negative balance. And so, again, when you think about it from a bank account, why wouldn't you? And that's the part, too, is, is my, one of my favorite questions. Why not? Why wouldn't you, if it makes sense, why wouldn't you put deposits into those people that you work with? Because, again, everyone has a sphere, right? There's a personal sphere of those you engage with outside of work. And then when the majority of your life is built around workplace, 50 to 75 percent of your waking hours is spent around work. Why wouldn't you be making those deposits into the people that you engage with every single day? And so when we think about uh, deposits, what are some of the, the just, let's give a few tips or some of the things that, what does that look like? Because a lot of people think it's overly complicated and doesn't have to be. No, it's the idea of, of the things that, that add pressure or relieve pressure, right? And so highs, hellos, smiles are things that are deposited. Those are things that relieve pressure. Those are things that allow you 
uh, uh, to develop connection with someone. We always talk about the power of a smile. The, the thing that a smile does is that it states your intentions from further away. So when people are naturally suspicious or people are afraid of being hurt or people are on guard, a smile tells me from further away that this person means me no harm. And when that person comes in every day and you give that person their, that, that smile and that person is able to decompress versus that boss that comes in intensely with the scowl on their face. So everybody pops up and, and does this thing and, and, and feels the pressure to look like they're doing something that they're not necessarily doing or whatever that is that creates that anxiety. That's going to take away from that experience, right? Um, just the ability of acknowledging the things that people do well, catching people doing something right, that is a deposit. Uh, uh, being able to give people nuggets of vision and inspiration and motivation uh, on a regular basis. Those things are deposits mm -hmm. because when that person sees you or engages with you, um, they can lean on the things you have done to suggest what you're going to do. So if you have had, you know, 15, 20 positive interactions where you didn't need anything from someone and you acknowledge them or you were positive with them. Then when you come to have a conversation or you get called to the office, that person doesn't feel like they're walking the gallows. Mm -hmm. That person doesn't doesn't feel like they're walking the plank. That person feels like they're going to talk to somebody that cares about them. And then once you get into the conversation, as you are talking about the challenging part, that person sees it as challenge versus an attack because they have a history, because they have evidence that shows that you care about them or you're thinking about them or at least you're positive about them. We even think about, you know, when we talk about effective communication, we bring up, you know, uh, how we give and receive information and, you know, 55% of communications body language. Mm -hmm. So again, on a regular basis, what does your body language say? Are you that person that's upbeat? Uh, or are you that person that's just always looking like Eeyore? Right. Um, tone. It's going to rain. <laughs> tone, right? 38%. Uh, again, are you excitable or, or are you always just have that just energy draining tone when you talk to people? Are you that Debbie Downer? Are you that person that's just, ah, I don't want to go mm -hmm. talk to Tim. I don't want to sit next to him during the meeting, right? He's always complaining. The problem is, as we talk about a lot, is 7% words. And we often think it's the words that matter, but that's 93% versus 7 when these other things um, have such an effect on the environment. And so in this personal realm, if you want to start think about thinking about all the interactions you have with those around you, mm -hmm. if you change the energy in your workplace, you change lives. You change all kinds of things. And what changes energy? Voice tone, excitability, yeah. a smile, laughter, having a little bit of fun, mm -hmm. whatever the case is. It doesn't take much to change the energy. And so when you ask yourself, am I an energy giver, an energy taker, or am I neutral? If you want to be that person that is putting deposits down, again, one of the most simple ways is just evaluate within your tone and within your body language, are you giving energy to the workplace? When you walk into the room, are you like, hey, everybody, or are you like... <sighs> it's Monday. Mm -hmm. Well, even going back, even going back to the physical aspect of it, which is something that's interesting that I think is reactivating the skill in people's minds in this COVID time, is being able to understand the concepts of those micro expressions and how powerful they can be. And people are starting to reconnect with that. They don't really realize how skilled they are. You can tell someone is smiling with their mask on. Yep. 
You can tell someone is smiling at you with their mask on. We smile with our eyes. We smile with our entire face. It is something that happens to us that we can see. It is native to us to be able to acknowledge those things. And sometimes we do not, but we know the power of it. Yeah. You know, we know the power of it. Um, one of the things that we used to do if, for, for those who follow us, you know, we come from call center backgrounds. And one of the things that was popular was to put a, a mirror, a small mirror on somebody's monitor. So as they were talking on the phone, that person could fix their face. Right. Because when you're looking at that mirror and you see your body language and your energy, what you are showing is what is coming through the line. And, and just like the camera adds 10 pounds the phone does as well. And so if you did not have that body language, if you did not have that energy, it was going to be affected in your tone. And in the case of being over the phone, um, because people can't see your body language, the tone has more weight that way. But your body language still affects your tone. Yeah. And we're being asked. So one of the through COVID, uh, one of the, the sessions, virtual sessions that we've done the most is a culture through crisis. And one of the components of that is innovation, right? Obviously, you go back a year ago and all kinds of organizations says we couldn't we couldn't do work from home. We can't. And then when you had to, you figured out you need to. Now, whereas we're transitioning, we're being asked, like, what does that look like in this virtual? How do you create virtual cultures? And one of the things that, you know, again, a lot of people are when they get on these broader calls, probably 70 percent of cameras are off. Mm -hmm. Right. So, again, you're taking that small sliver. You no longer have the ability to see somebody. And if all it is is a voice and not, what's that tone look like, turn your camera on, be, you know, ha have some brightness, have some excitability. It's it, it's an hour call. But those small micro expressions, those small moments when you don't have a lot of interactions, those things matter because that's a deposit. Not to say it's necessarily withdrawal, but again, just know that if the work is just the work. And there's no deposits over time that will wear down. So we need to be rethinking and be innovative about how we're adding deposits into the culture when you no longer have the benefit of being next to somebody or having oh, yeah. those direct conversations. It's interesting because we saw that in obviously COVID, right? When people were furloughed. So when people were furloughed from restaurants and things of that nature, people still needed to engage with them. They still needed to train them. They still needed to, you know, to, to keep them in the fold while they were figuring out what was happening. And the interesting thing was people were really surprised that they weren't getting engagement from their people, especially when unemployment came in. So when people were able to make more money, um, doing unemployment than they were going back to work. In many cases, that was a business decision. Right now, don't get me wrong, if you can get more money for a lot of people, that's enough logic. But for many people uh, that had relationships with their workplaces, they went back to work because they cared about the business and they cared about the people who were running it. And so for those other people who did not have that cachet, those people did not engage with them. It was an easy decision for them. They didn't toil over it. They didn't have to question it. They just took more money because money was all that you offered them. Yes. You didn't give them relationship. You didn't have trust. You didn't have love. You didn't have a bond. You didn't have a common mission. You didn't have a common vision. The type of things that would have got that person to come in, despite it being a bad business decision for them, because it wasn't about the business. Yeah. They, they didn't see the value. And so when you have an opportunity to make those deposits, because we can never know when something like a COVID is going to happen. You have to make those deposits on a regular basis. Now, one of the things that we tell people to do, and this is one of the things um, that we'll leave you with is when you had get an opportunity, make those deposits. Now, for some people, because it's not their love language, right? It's not the way that they, you know, saying the hi, hellos and those things is not native to them. Use your tools. You know, for, for some folks, we put into their calendar, hey, go talk to the folks in the warehouse 
or go talk to the folks in the office or the people out in the field. Go say hello to another department or say thank you to somebody um, uh, that needs to, needs a thank you. Sometimes you just got to plug those things in. You got to write notes for yourself. You got to do whatever it is that you need to do to do it. And for some people, that feels disingenuous. But I promise you, when you see somebody that is in a space where they're used to not being seen, they feel that. Yeah. Now, so transitioning from the professional dimension into the personal, a lot of people, again, when they got cut off from that source of engagement at work and they've been in their homes, they realize how many negative balances they had with in their personal sphere, mm -hmm. their friends, their their close family, and that same token, right? Of of how do you engage with people that are the closest to you based off of how they desire and feel love or feel that relationship getting built. Go back to the love languages. Naturally, if I'm a if gift giving was my love language, you naturally give gifts. Right. But that's not it for everybody. So just a challenge, again, if you want to improve your life overall, if you want to build value in your life, be aware of your best friend and how they like to give and receive uh, love and compliments and those different things, your spouse, your children, because it's not just enough to engage in it the way that you want it. If it doesn't mean something to them, um, you know, again, my wife, as an example, uh, she, you know, she, she enjoys flowers, but it doesn't do a whole lot for her so it's like and in my mind i'm like i gave you flowers now other women flowers will mm -hmm. satisfy them for a couple of weeks right you have to know what the other person desires because in so many people and, and again we, we keep talking about this 20 years from now make no mistake about it the mental health um output from COVID is going to be i would say on par with the great depression because people we were just weren't equipped to get into the space. And so building that sphere within your svelte, yourself, uh, I would really challenge everyone to look at those in your sphere and and even measure it. Like I'm a per I'm a big numbers person. So again, if I'm like, okay, make at least four very clear intentional deposits into my mm -hmm. wife a week, that's not disingenuous. Mm -hmm. We got a lot going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can measure myself. Did right. I invest in this relationship that was valuable? Right. I need those things, you know, because my brain doesn't just say, hey, you know what? Send flowers today. It just doesn't work like that. And so I have to be conscious about that. But at the end of the day, what we have what we have to ask ourselves is what does it cost you to make these deposits in people to say hi, hello, when somebody hands you their check to lift your head up and look them in their eyes and say, I appreciate you. When somebody reaches into your cubicle or your office and changes your trash liner and puts it back, it wasn't magic. You saw the human that came into your room. Can you acknowledge that person? What does it cost you? And what does it say about you if it costs you too much? Yeah. And assume this, is, I challenge everybody before we get into the, the, the last dimension and this personal aspect, look into your sphere and I guarantee you, you have at least a handful or better of people who desperately need deposits made into them because you don't know. We Going into COVID, we weren't great as a society that says, how are you doing today? And then we keep walking. Mm -hmm. We didn't really check in. Ask that follow-up. How are you really doing? Ask those people to say, even that, even going, don't don't leave it a good or bad uh, 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 scenario. Say, what's one thing you've been wrestling with lately? Mm -hmm. Ask a probing question because people are out there. People are lonely. They don't know to reach out. Because again, well, why, didn't you, why didn't you reach out to me? Because we didn't have that kind of relationship that you said yeah. you wanted to hear it. Yeah. 
So challenge yourself, write it down, get get on the phone with some people, reach out, ask those deeper questions. And, he, and here's the best part, even if that's you, even if you're the person that says, I'm listening to this and I'm lonely, making deposits reciprocates. Mm-hmm. So when you engage in that deep conversation for the sake of somebody else, you're gonna get you're gonna get that uh, poured back into you just by the engagement. Uh, so as we get into this last one, we talk about potential. We look at potential, obviously, on, more on a community based based side. Uh, what are some of the things? Obviously, we're both very engaged in the community. Um, what are some of the things that that can be done as as you see it from a deposits and withdrawal within society? Where is it needed, and and where can we improve? Well, you know, um, it's one of those things where when we talk about it with each other. Uh, when we talk about community and the benefit of community and why community even makes sense is that we've long since understood that we can have a higher quality of life in many cases together. Yes. And acknowledging that value, um, that there are things that you do that I don't do. There are things that I do that you don't do. There are things that you are focused on that I couldn't be focused on. And that allows us to improve our quality of life. So we have to start from that place that we are, in fact, better together. Then what the piece is, is to be able to say, is it in my general nature to better the lives of those around me? And how does that benefit me? Which is what we talk about, the idea of selfishness to selflessness, mm-hmm. meaning in many cases that I might be acting selfishly by acting selflessly. So when I give to my community, the the, the end all be all is that it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. Because our community is happier, it's whole, it works better, people are less suspicious. I have to be less fearful of someone who who might be lurking behind this or that because they don't have what they need or having this person who is who is broken down or is, is hurting because no one was there for them. That doesn't make me happy. That doesn't bring me joy. When there is when there are people in the streets because of things that are happening in our world, that doesn't make me feel good. When people are hungry, that doesn't make me feel good. And so what I've found is, is that by being selfish and thinking about how I feel, that uses, that motivates me to want to do things for others because I'm happy when my wife's happy. Yeah, I'm happy when my, my business partners are happy. I'm happy, you know... Uh, you know, when my community is functioning, when kids are healthy, that's what makes me happy. And so when we talk about making those deposits, understand that it doesn't have to be because you're Santa Claus just dropping off presents to people. Yeah. It's you making investments in your environment, it's making investments in the people around you, and it's making investments in your environment. And it always makes sense to make those investments, to make those deposits. The only difference between making deposits um, in real life than it is in a bank is that you get far better returns. Yeah. I think that's, and that's for me, a, a tipping point. We have to get really honest with ourselves at this juncture, specifically in our community here in Sioux Falls. We keep making these lists, top 10 places to live, all a lot of great things. We love this community for several reasons. We also has also, also have to be honest about the underserved populations, the part, the gaps that we know was there. And if you go into it, and that's why I say, don't just we can give where you can give, absolutely, but also get clued into what is it really doing, the impact it's having, mm-hmm. what is that deposit really doing? Because if you look at some of the under-resourced or underserved populations, it historically in their lives, they haven't had that level of investment made into them. So their general mentality is no one cares. It, it, it's us against them. Mm-hmm. And if we truly say we want to have a one Sioux Falls or a one community, that's going to take 
uh, folks really getting intimate with them. We we office on Eighth and Railroad. We see you know uh, homelessness and, and transient populations every day, and again, I, I it it doesn't escape me not just because I see it almost on a daily basis, but again, it's getting curious and saying. How can we start to make deposits and not just Band-Aid programs and various things like that, but getting down to a genuine level of care to say, I want to truly help empower, uplift, uh, invest in you as a person uh, to make sure that that is the deposits that will, will will pay itself on a return on investment long term for our community. Yeah. It's interesting. Actually, this week I'm participating in uh, uh, the Night of Hope, I believe it's called, and, and where people in the community get the experience of, you know, sleeping outside as if they were homeless and, and being intimate with that experience. It's not the first time I've done something like this, but I think it's really powerful to really get the experience in a real way. Now, um, I think, you know, to be respectful of it is understanding that one night sleepover or whatever does not give you the experience of somebody who is living in that particular world. But it can clue you in a little bit. It could put you in a place where you can start to understand some experiences. So I'm I'm always into doing these type of experiences, whether it's sleeping outside as if I'm homeless or whether it's doing a ride along with law enforcement. I want to understand the circumstances because that better equips me to come with solutions. And that's what we need right now. And so uh, one of the major solutions is, is that we have to be better about putting deposits in each other, putting deposits and investments into our community into our world and into our environments because that will yield us the best results. And that is what we are looking for. So uh, remember that you can always keep up with us on let's think3d.com or any of our socials at think3d solutions. Make sure you sign up for that power thought of the day, which is free to you on the website. Yes. And I will make one last plug. Um, get clued into bridging the gap. I mean, again, this is one of the things, this is our major deposit into the community. Bridging the gap is not a think 3d thing. Uh, we got, we partnered with the Sioux Falls Area Community Foundation. You can go to their website and look into more under Bridging the Gap. It's a community fund. This is something that will help bridge multiple gaps. You can go there for more information. But again, if you want to make a significant investment financially as well as how can you get involved, uh, go there, check it out, because that is how we're going to make major steps forward in one of the ways that we're going to make major steps forward in our community. Absolutely. Do that, and we will see you next time.